Hi everybody, it's Tom from Cricket Coach 365 and welcome to our latest podcast.
played with, I think, till he was about 20. He'd been more footballer, so he'd sort of played as um, sort of semi-pro footballer. And then he'd gone to Sandy Flint, which was near where he lived. And I think he just got the bug. Obviously, this was, was, was way before I was born. He just got the bug. So when, when I was getting old enough, he, he stopped playing football. Um, and he, he was just cricket, cricket obsessed, really. Um, and, he, you know, he was a tough captain. He, he, he lived and breathed the game. Um, so he's yeah, that was that was his sort of upbringing. It wasn't from a young lad. He, I'm pretty sure he, he was in his twenties before he started playing. And, and what was what was your area of um, particular uh, strength? Was it batting, bowling, keeping? What was it? To start with, um, I was a little left arm spin bowler. That's how I got my Staffordshire teams. So uh, I used to bat ten and eleven. Um, I was um, you know I was not. Um, the biggest, biggest line in the world. And um, batting wise, I was quite good technically, but I didn't think I could hit the ball off the square and just couldn't score runs to me, to my dad's frustration. Um, and when I got, when I did get, you know, I sort of got to 13, 14, and the batting just sort of clicked. So all of a sudden, I become quite a strong batsman. Um, and then I started getting picked as an every batsman for staffs who bowls spin. And over time, the batting went up and the bowling went down. And um, I, I still bowled, you know. I, I, I mean, one of my best moments was when I was, I got 16, I got Martin Crow out caught and bowled in a, a Premier League game. Um, and again, it was pre-sort of internet and we, we turned up to play Alworth and um, Martin Crow was stood there and was like, right, he's playing against us today. When he would have been, his, his peak, you know, it's from the late 80s. Um, so yeah, I bowled quite a bit, and um, as I say, the batting kind of took over, and um, and in time, I actually became a wicketkeeper. So kind of had a go at doing uh, doing everything to differing degrees of success. Or fame. Amazing, that's amazing. So yeah, so all, all three um, main skills of a cricketer, you've 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 been able to uh, to turn your hand to. Have a go at yeah. What 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 was your what would your dad say the most um, nerve wracking um, time of watching you play um, would be would it be with ball in hand bat in hand or with the gloves on? Oh, definitely bat in hand. Yeah, definitely bat in hand. Um, yeah, I, I think that was always me me real sort of true love. But I, th- I think you know as a, as a parent of uh, two sporty kids myself, the younger one being um, more into his cricket than anything else. Um, whilst he like you spin bowler but um, but off right hand off spin um, can keep as well but his real love is, is batting but as a parent that is the most nerve wracking um, experience possible because uh, as everyone knows in cricket you can uh, you can you know go out there and be, be back within um, a matter of seconds if you know you know he names on that that ball that gets you out so um, so yeah I can uh, I can feel for feel for your dad there uh, absolutely. Yeah, well, my, 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 my children are five and eight now, so they're sort of beginning to get to that age where they, you know, they're getting into it to play a bit. So, yeah, and as a batsman, I never felt nervous personally, but I'm pretty sure. I think, yeah, I think I, I get nervous watching, you know, when I was captain of teams, I get nervous watching my teammates bat. Um, sometimes I wouldn't want to watch it when I was captain. But I think as a batsman, you, get, you never sort of feel that yourself. No, yeah, I think you're right. I think you kind of um, you're focusing, aren't you, on the you know job at hand. Um, but any particular highlights of uh, playing through the, the junior pathway at uh, staffs that you can you know draw upon and share with the listeners? 
I mean, plays didn't go off to, over as often as we do now back then, obviously, and same as no, no sort of uh, emails, internet, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I remember you know, you'd be literally writing handwritten letters back home, and we'd be arriving three weeks later and things like that. And, You'd, you'd be able to have like a 10 minute phone call a week because it was just in a fortune. But um, yeah, it was. Um, so it was through Mark Tournier that um, I ended up going to Canada. And then we've had quite a few lads go over there since, um, from who, who we know. So kept in, in pretty close contact with the club. How big a club was it, North Canberra then? So in Canberra, there was, was eight teams. It was a good standard, it was very good. There was eight clubs, sorry, not eight teams. But each club had. Sort of, I think we had seven teams, so it wasn't like around Cheshire and Staffs where you've got sort of 40, 50 clubs of one, two, three teams. You've got eight teams um, around the city and they've got, you know, anything from six, seven, eight teams, basically. Um, so it was a big club. They were, they were based, um, again, we didn't, the clubs didn't have their own um, club rooms as such. We attached themselves to our social clubs or we were attached to a, an Aussie Rules football club, which was just massive. It was, it was like a posh hotel, um, a really, really massive venue. So it was, it was good, you know, we got to stop, stop, but, you know, that was our base, basically. And, and you, you played there, but you also coached, so how did that uh, come about? Well, I'd done my coaching badges from a young age. Um, me and Alan Richardson, um, who's obviously on the Worcester coaching staff and been a, a client of ours for many years. Me and Al did our first level, there was only three, three badges at uh, three levels, and we got our level two when we were teenagers, basically. So um, we got that done. So that, that was another part because they wanted someone to work for the Australian Cricket Board as a development officer. So luckily I got my badges. I'd had a good year for night, obviously, so it didn't sort of tie in well. So it was a job out there as well for us. So yeah, coached in the schools, um, coached um, in the for the for the club, North Canberra as well. Um, I say I was, you know, I'd be 22, 23, so it was just an unbelievable experience and opportunity. What, what immediately springs to mind when you look back at that time as a, as a you know, relatively young man still there, but miles away from home, uh, you know, in Staffordshire, however many miles it is to North Cumbria in Australia, like you say, no, no internet connection, etc. What would be your, you know, your immediate kind of recollection of that experience, if you could sum it up? It's just sensational. We were so well looked after. Um, I mean, it was a bad time because England were just getting thrashed by the Aussies constantly. Thank, thank God we never actually had an Ashes series when that was out there. Or else it would have been unbearable because we always, you know, we used to give the Aussies a lot of stick and, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the cricket was quite tough in that they, they were playing the, you know, a match over two weekends. So, and, and at the time I was only batting. Um, they didn't, they, they, they weren't impressed with my bowling. Is probably fair enough, and um, so you know you'd, you'd literally be going out and fielding all day, um, and it was it was tough. You know it certainly built a certain resilience in you, but it, it, you know also obviously it might be thirty to forty degrees, and um, and I, I was you know I think I was a pretty decent fielder, and I remember the first year I went to Australia, definitely struggled with concentration, and and, and I, I was pretty poor. Like I just I just lost a bit of concentration and I remember they just like I was just a typical English fielder you know typical English player basically to you know fielding the rubbish and I couldn't even argue it because I, I definitely I found that tough 
I was okay second year, but the cricket was um, that 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 part of it was tough. As I say, knowing you're just going out there feeling all day when you've not been used to that. And then the other issue is you could obviously the wickets might vary from week to week, and you're only batting um, you're only batting every fortnight, which is something you know we're not used to in England. Yeah, I think that's very interesting for any of us, um, any people listening, because um, if you've not had that experience, uh, which I haven't personally, but I know people who have, I think, uh, like you say, batting only once every um, every fortnight, uh, the length of, of day um, compared to what is what uh, the, the experience is in the UK is very different. And obviously, as you said, the temperatures um, and then, and then all, all of that, you've got pommy bashing to deal with too. So, it, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's exactly certainly it like. character building. Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, we, we, I, I, a friend went out with me as well. He, he sort of played second, third grade. Um, so we weren't on the pitch so much. But, yeah, I mean, we, we, threw, we threw ourselves into it. We had a great time um, socially on the pitch. So the, I, I think if you go out there, it's like anything, if you go out there and throw yourself into it, work hard and, and, and sort of mix in with people, you've got to generally be well-received. And we, we were, and still are, as I say, to this day. Yeah, it's great to hear there's still a connection between the two clubs um, that you know started all that time ago. Really good. Um, so tell, tell us then a little bit about how um, the idea to, uh, to start up VTI came, came about. When, when did that happen and you know, um, how did it all begin? Right, so we'll go back 20 years ago. Um, we made a friend used to, we did like a, just a club cricket type of agency, helping people out because I knew a lot of the players. Um, I, knew, I knew a lot of players who were sort of um, played against basically so we, we started that up and then um, I got an opportunity to work for a company called Beswicks who did football and cricket and um, they, they got some they, they got a few clients already from the law side like Stephen Fleming, Mustak Armour so I sort of headed the cricket department I did a lot of football as well um, so yeah I was, I was pretty busy with them for a long time so I think over time they went more football-wise, and I went more cricket. So I think a couple of years ago, probably made sense for me to, to sort of go on what my passion was. I, I was losing losing interest a bit in the football side of things in the industry. So um, just said, look, you know, it, it's time probably for, for for go separate ways. And it was all very amicable. It was, you know, it worked out well. So we, we basically the cricket department was become VTI Sports. So that was where we, we started up. Um, and we've just sort of, you know, things have, apart from the COVID, um, it's just grown from strength to strength. It's been fantastic. We really enjoyed it. So is, is Bezik still a going concern then, but just focuses more on football? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, and so, so when, when, did, when did the two kind of um, separate and you created VTI then? When did that? Just, just over two years ago, that was. Okay. And so, tell us a little bit more about um, about VTI and you know what your kind of you know what the current um, situation is and, and where you're looking to take um, the business from when you started it properly two years ago to you know where you are now and what your what your, your plan and vision is. Yeah, so we, we basically obviously we started off uh, we started off in a very strong position, um, sort of carried on from where a bit of Beswick's and um, you know we have a very strong client list of. Of players and coaches from around the world. Um, you know, obviously, look after you know Ashley Giles, for instance. Um, a lot of the co- a lot of the top coaches in the UK and around the world, and a 
players as well. So a lot of things were, were already in place. Um, so it wasn't really effectively a new company. Um, so I think it's just grown and grown. It's, it's really gone well. Um, the COVID thing was interesting. That was obviously a real, real nightmare for everyone when it hit. And then the cricket season just sort of come to a stop. And we, we got players in the 100, got overseas players coming over. And all that just sort of just crashed and burned overnight. It, um, what it has done, it, it's given us a lot of time to focus on other things. So we've got that now where we're helping independent private schools to recruit young sports people. Um, we've had academies around the world ask us to link with them. So recently we've had one um, like from South Africa with Zanzi Hawks. You know, they've got like 400, 500 young athletes. Uh, we've actually got a Zoom chat with them, with them tonight with, with one of the independent schools um so that's sort of grown we, we've looked at now potentially putting tours on to some of these schools and um we've you know we've, there's, there's quite a lot of things we're helping companies with we're looking to uh basically to buy into franchises so we're looking at we're helping investors around the world to to, to get into different t20 franchises so the company's kind of grown more than ever bizarrely since covid and um, I think it's just making sure, you know, I think our contacts are probably second to none. And it's just continuing to to build on that, really. And, you know, not, not outgrow ourselves, but just make sure we keep moving forward and, and doing what we've always been, been known for. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that uh, the pandemic presented you with an opportunity, you know, maybe my words more so than yours, but, you know, spend time um, on the business as opposed to in the business. Um, because that's clearly presented you with um, opportunities to diversify and look for other ways and, and means to, to grow as opposed to just around your core uh, your core customer base of players and coaches. Um, so, I mean, was that something that you sort of had in your, in your, in your thinking strategically at all or was it just um, the fact that, you know, giving you that opportunity to uh, have some time, more time to think about the business it, it was from that that those those opportunities were created. It was a bit of both, really, Tom. I think it pushed. Really, you know, it was something. Obviously, we're constantly looking to to um, to, to move fluidly and, and to expand. So it was it was something that we'd like to do. But it was certainly it was pushed on us a little bit with regards to the same the fact that we couldn't really do a lot come March and April. No one could. So there wasn't a lot of work to be doing. And, and you know, we started up our own YouTube channel. Uh, we started doing like Instagram live chats, all these sort of things. So, it, which were good, you know. It, it's uh, we've got some good content on there, and I think people, I think people appreciated that, and you know, it was good for the players, and and it was probably good for for me personally and the company more than anything because it kept you, you know, you, you've got two choices. I think when COVID, you could either sort of slink away and sort of lick your wounds, or you could kind of come out and, and try and make the best of it. So, yeah, it was good. It kept us um, focused on something. And um, I say it was a couple of, you know, nights where you're like, oh, this is just, just horrendous. And then very quickly, I think we just bounced on, bounced out of that and we just got a sort of new energy from it. So, yeah, uh, the COVID thing definitely pushed us because we wanted to have that time as well. I mean, I'd usually be on the road, you know, four times a week probably, meeting players, coaches or meetings. Um, with, with various business people, so all of a sudden that that that's not you know that got stopped. Um, you know it's been hard this year. We've had the Pakistan team come over 
where we represent pretty much half of them. We've had um, West Indies coaches come over from, from men and the women's. Uh, Australia, um, you know, good friends from, from them. And we haven't been able to see any of them, basically. Um, we've not been able to catch up. Azar Ali's been here for, you know, probably four months. You know, and Azar's a good friend as well, not just a, a client. So he's, he, you know, family in we've been able to go and say hello to him. So we've not been able to get on the road. So it just gives a lot of opportunity to, to focus on these things. Very good, very, very interesting. I think you're right uh, to, to make that um, that analysis so clear about you know choosing um, you know choosing which direction to, to take yourself or your organisation, um, bear, bearing in mind the the impact of, of COVID. Um, and I think a lot of people have you know, really struggled to um, you know make that make that right choice or the better choice um, because um, you know because they can't necessarily um i think they're thinking about what if all the time as opposed to what they can control and what they can influence themselves and it sounds as if what you've done is very much um you know taking a look at what you can influence and what you can shape and what you can control and and you know uh, you're now seeing the benefits of that in terms of the different directions of travel that you've taken the organization in that last few months so yeah very good um i suppose just to, to, to kind of wrap up then uh, for yeah, words of advice, I guess. Words of advice for, um, you know, based on all of your experience, going back to maybe, you know, uh, sixteen years plus after taking um, Martin Crow's wicket. Uh, but you know, for the for the around for those cricketers, you know, um, male and female, around maybe that sixteen, seventeen year old age, uh, age period. Um, you know, what advice you you could you could give them um, if they're still you know looking to forge a career in the game, whether it be uh, playing, whether it be strength and conditioning, whether it be uh, coaching uh, or, or physio, whatever it might be, what what would your advice be? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, working hard, yeah, strength and conditioning, getting getting there's, there's so many tools that as you, as you well know with what you've talked about to to get advice, to get help, seek out, you know, seek to learn as much as you can. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask. Uh, you know, and again, I think sometimes people are afraid to ask coaches um, or, or people in key positions advice. Um, you know, most people want you to ask to ask advice or advice off them. So, yeah, you know, make sure you work on. Look at there's so many, as I say, tools now to improve your game. You know, so have a look at that. You know, even if it's watching videos, YouTube videos of, of whether it's interviews or. Or players um, watching players anything like that I mean the other thing I would say is you know just be a really good teammate be someone who's good be that first person to help out you know we, we, I often have chat with young chats with young players and I try you know explain the importance if you're playing like second team kind of cricket you know, be the first one who puts your arm hand up to, to carry the drinks just be you know, not as a creep as such, but just be keen to help. be that teammate that everybody wants to have. You know, when someone gets out for a low score, be the one who goes and puts your arm around them and helps them out. And, you know, don't make it all about you. Just, you know, look at what you can do for other people as well. I think that's a, that's a fabulous um, series of uh, pieces of advice for, for any young uh, youngsters or, or parents who've got, you know, uh, kids that are around that age who are looking to. You know, really pursue a career in the game. Uh, cricket's such a, a wonderful uh, game, but one which is also quite unique in many ways. In that, um, 
you know, it's a team sport, but, you know, wrapped up in an individual's kit almost. And, um, yeah, therefore, that, that, that kind of, that personality of helping other people and being there for others um, is, uh, I think, really, really important uh, for, as a life skill, not just as a, as a cricketer. Um, you know, we've had a, an interesting year this year as a, as a club. I, I've been coaching the under-15s and... Um, it could have a bit like your your allusion to um, to Vitae in terms of you know would you just kind of lick your wounds or would you um, take the opportunity to look at how you can kind of shape and um, and grow the business further and uh, I was not sure how it was going to go for this group of kids because they're obviously at a pivotal stage in terms of their adolescence and you know I was absolutely just blown away by how um, strong their their sort of bond of friendship. Um, became um, through what effectively was a very truncated late to start um, shortened season um, and, I, and I'm convinced that you know, this year will be a year they will always remember for the fact that they've, they've kind of made that connection even stronger um, and they'll you know as a result I think many of them will be lifelong friends um, which would never have been the case without cricket so so maybe that's a, an appropriate kind of positive note to to end our chat um thank you ever so much uh, really great to to chat with you and, and and hear your story going back as a six-year-old playing an under 18s game with a, an arm in a cast to, to now representing um you know many players and coaches um around the world in the game and uh, and forging uh, a really successful business at, at vitae um thank you very much in, indeed darren no it's a pleasure tom hopefully didn't bore you too much mate no, it's not, not, not at all. You can see, well, people can't see my face, but you, you, you'll have seen my face, uh, I think, smiling and, uh, and acknowledging uh, anything but boredom. So, and I think anyone who's listening who's got an interest in cricket, whatever that interest might be, um, will we'll find this, um, this, this chat and this podcast of interest too. So, I really appreciate it. No problem. I hope so, Tom. So, thanks for your time and thanks for inviting me. All the best. Cheers. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. As a reminder, each Cricket Coach 365 podcast will be released every Friday at 6pm on Spotify and Apple Play. After listening, please leave us a positive review on Spotify and share it with your friends and contacts. You can also follow us on Instagram at cricket underscore coach 365. Have a great day.